Welcome to Hello Next Level, a coming-of-age podcast to help you navigate the confusion and messiness that is your 20s and early 30s. I'm Taylor. And I'm Kirsten. And we're your hosts, two 20-something childhood best friends who are learning what it means to get older. We invite you to tune into our coffee talks as we share our most personal thoughts and experiences to help you level up, find comfort in knowing you're not alone, and create a life that lights you up. We can't wait for you to join us on the podcast. We are passionate about forming a community to support each other as we heal, grow, and laugh our way to 30. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome back to Hello Next Level. Happy Monday. How's everyone? It's freaking Monday. (laughs) Let's get this bag. Let's get this freaking bag. (laughs) Oh my God. We are probably hard at work right now on Monday. We are recording this on Friday, so it's totally different energy. Yeah, I bet we are. We're probably crushing Monday and just like ready to like yeah. fight through the week. Yeah, we're just we're killing it. I can already <laughs> see us is this typing away on our laptops. Is this, is this what's happening? Are we manifesting a good Monday? We're again typing away on our laptops, but we're feeling the flow of good vibes. I don't know. <laughs> the little dance you have. I like it. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, (laughs) welcome to another episode. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're tuning in. Um, What you got for me? What's your check in? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. What did I? So last weekend, I, I, uh, what the frick did I do last weekend? (laughs) (laughs) I can remember what I did on Sunday, but I know I did something on Saturday too. Oh, okay. I remember. I went to a spring with Sebastian and Lincoln. Right. Yes, yes. you did. Yeah, spring. I did. Yeah. I went to, well, we went to two springs, one of which Lincoln warned us it was going to be like sketchy. Okay. And Sebastian didn't listen to him. And we get there and it's like, there are water slides and things and like rope swings, but like the most sketchy area you could imagine. Oh, God. <laughs> The water looks kind of iffy. Um, the people there are like, hey, y'all, how's it going? Sounds we're in like, like we're like in Hillbilly Central. <laughs> and literally, we like start walking over to the water. And this girl is running like, hey, y'all want an onion? And I'm like, only here would this happen. Only like offering it up like an apple just this tiny little onion that she found on the ground what the heck special's like oh yeah toss it over i'm like what is what is happening and lincoln and i are looking at each other like uh what oh my god so she throws this onion at sebastian and then um lincoln and i are standing there like this is so freaking weird and then sebastian's like jumping into the water whatever we're kind of standing there like this is not fun and especially like oh what's that slide over there and one of the people they're like oh that one's closed because someone died on it Uh, (laughs) leave immediately and we're like what and then we find out you're supposed to have wristbands to be there which i'm like why do we need wristbands to be here like i don't oh my lord and it's 16 dollars a person 
So we left real quick and we went to another <laughs> spring that was much more enjoyable and people did not die there. So that was just a very interesting experience. Wow. Like I felt like I was going to step on a needle when I was walking there and there was oh just garbage everywhere. I was like, what is happening? Everyone was really nice, but they were just like, you know, people die here. So that sounds kind of scary. Oh, not also, lie. we were leaving and there was this area of the spring where people get their uh, scuba certs. Mm-hmm. And as we're leaving, the like group pops their heads up in the water. And the, the, the teacher guy, the instructor is like, has anyone seen a middle-aged, overweight, bald man? I lost him back there. And I'm like, so we're just witnessing another death. They're like, where is he? We need to go find him. He's still under the water somewhere. What in the world? Hopefully not running out of oxygen. (laughs) Uh, And literally, uh, I was like, we need to leave. Like, (laughs) we're not watching this. Bad juju. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. But then the next day, um, I just like took a bunch of photos for my Instagram. <laughs> Literally <laughs> just shot a bunch of content. Um, had a good day. And this entire week, um, I've just been working. I've been reading a lot. I literally checked out. I have 10 books from the library right now. I was going to say you have an interesting weekend ahead of you. Well, I guess if this comes out on Monday, it's technically last weekend, but you got a yeah. lot going on. Yeah. Well, I just I put a lot of books on hold thinking that it was going to take a while for them to come through, you know, because it normally does. Mm -hmm. They all came through at once. And so now I have 10 library books that I need to read in three weeks. Um, Uh, (laughs) So speed reader. So that's what I'm going to do this weekend. I actually stayed up until 2 a.m. last night reading a book. I read the whole thing. Lord. Um, I miss those days, honestly. Like it was was a bad idea, but. I was like, uh, I should not be staying up this late. I never stay up this late anymore, but I just couldn't stop reading. I remember um, those days. I miss those days. Just like you have to get through this book because mm-hmm. you have to get the second one. Well, um, read freaking Verity by Colleen Hoover. It's normally not my forte, like romance books, but it's like a spooky romance. And it kind of makes me think of a Caroline B. Cooney book that we read, you know. Okay, okay. Also has major Jane Eyre vibes, although, and I'm not trying to hate on the author because good for you, you wrote a book that's incredible. However, my review of it is that it's a page turner, but the actual writing itself is occasionally cringy and not the best, okay. but the story is good and it keeps you really interested and like you have to know what happens and it freaking stressful stressing me out making my skin hurt oh Um, my god I've I've heard so much about her recently like I feel like she blew up somewhere and then the world started reading her books yeah so I was like I need to know what (laughs) this woman is putting in her books yeah it just makes you want to know yeah yeah and I will say I'm not the biggest fan of the way she writes but I do really think her stories are incredible and the plot twists are good and okay they're just they're like a fun light read you know okay good to know because I was feeling like they were these like big heavy books that just like I like I need to prepare for it kind of thing 
she does deal with some darker concepts in and some of them some oh, of we them but like about darker concepts in middle school girl <laughs> yeah but like this is not some sort of like a little life type situation yeah. like yeah. there are some like if you have triggers like definitely check them but like I guess do that with anything you read but yeah um yeah I won't put you in like a bad mood because there's always a good resolution at the end I feel like yeah okay like it'll slap you across the face make you cry then you're okay (laughs) but then at the end you're okay (laughs) I all right I'm intrigued I I definitely see her books all over the place TikTok like some of the cafes and bookstores I go to Instagram all the things so I've definitely been curious I just it's like one of those things that explodes so hard that I'm almost hesitant to hop on the train because I'm afraid it's not going to be as good as the hype. So yeah. I'm always curious just, hearing like opinions. I would just when with any book that's like super hyped, I try to go into it with like not very high expectations just in case. Yeah, because I feel like people are like, oh, everyone says it's good. This is supposed to be the most amazing book I've ever read. Don't ever go into reading a book thinking that because you're going to come out disappointed most yeah. of the time. It's your like, expectations, just like last week's episode. Yeah, you know I mean? like set your expectations at a lower point for yeah. these books. <laughs> also, another hi- super hype book, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Mm-hmm. That one slaps, I'm going to say. Yes, okay, I have that in my on my bookshelf too. And Read it. With, same with the, uh, I'm like losing my voice. Same with The Vanishing Half, which you mm-hmm. showed me in your Marco Polo. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I have some books to definitely catch up on and- Honestly, I just haven't been making it like a priority lately, but I, I need to. The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Read that one because it's just, it's really good. It was like inspiring and motivational, almost like a personal growth book, even though it's not at all. (laughs) It's not what you think it's going to be. And it's just, I don't know. I think you'll really like it. Okay, cool. But don't hype it too much. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. Expectations are at a medium. It's fine. (laughs) um that sounds like that sounds like a fun weekend though I'm excited for you what what are give us your check-ins um what are you doing where are you going who are you seeing yeah (laughs) well okay so since it's Monday this isn't last weekend but I guess the weekend before um I don't remember what we did one of the days but we had a game night one night and um we taught another friend how to play Catan so that was cool we like once our friends Mark and Mallory taught us Catan, like all we want to do is teach other people how to play it. So we have more people to play with. (laughs) Um, So that was fun. It's like, I don't know, game nights are our jam. Like, it's just like, sometimes it's so much more fun to have and so much easier just to have friends over and like do something for free than like go out and do some big thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to just like have chill nights in with friends um and then this weekend um I was supposed to have a cornhole tournament through my job actually because it was <laughs> some like fundraiser thing that we were going to attend on Saturday mm-hmm. but the weather here has been whack as fuck so they moved it to Sunday and I can't do it Sunday which was yesterday I guess <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm actually going to do some chores 
on Saturday. I'm gonna get my hair cut. I'm gonna get my oil changed, all the things. And Fuck yeah, yeah. Sunday we I need might to change see, my oil too. Yeah, <laughs> Sunday we might see G's family. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the weekend. I'm. I was talking about the weather and like it's been crazy windy here and like I'm just like waiting for a storm to drop and it hasn't it keeps like floating away like it'll like scare, oh it's coming it'll scare Tampa Bay for a second and then it'll go away and it's like kind of disappointing it's we always talk about the weather every check-in but I love it <laughs> the storms have been hitting me here so yeah. look out I don't know well Juliana's family too um or his sisters went to oh, yeah. Hollywood studios here and it was like flooded. Like the whole park was flooding, like up to people's shins. That's yeah. crazy. It also like, I feel like it's not quite rainy season yet. Like, can we chill with that? Yeah. It's like, I'm not, not spring yet. Chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> literally I woke up the other night to just Matt. I haven't heard thunder like that in a while. I want the thunder back. Damn it. And it literally I was like, it's shaking. <laughs> House. oh my god scare the shysters out of me god when um, i first moved here like that shit woke me up in the middle of the night it's like, so spooky and now like you get used to it yeah my I mom didn't think i would if she would ever come visit me which she won't but uh <laughs> i can talk shit because she doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> but uh she literally i remember being a kid and you know we barely ever got thunderstorms in oregon yeah, like yeah yeah occasionally it was like a big deal when it happened my mom is such a psycho she'd literally be like turn off the tvs the phones turn off everything we're gonna get struck by lightning i'm like oh my god it's not gonna come through the house in in because i'm holding a freaking phone <laughs> Jesus Christ! dramatic oh my lord like, so dramatic like we'd have to just sit there and complete in the dark and just like wait it out and like it was this huge scary thing so if she ever comes here i'm not she's gonna lose her shit oh my god that's actually so funny i (laughs) love that yeah she would pee her pants but oh my gosh oh i have one more update before we get into the episode yeah let's do it because i gotta keep on keeping on with the bench press updates yep let's hear it um yesterday i hit 110 pounds so that means next week I'm at 115, which is 35s, which is crazy, which by my calculations, I keep increasing at the same rate in four more weeks from then, from next week, mm-hmm. I will hit a plate. <laughs> I will Hell hit a plate yeah. and I will shit myself because that <laughs> is so exciting. But I've been trying to hit 35s for so long and that's going to feel really, that's a really huge milestone. Yesterday. I had to get someone else to spot me. <laughs> it was a guy who had spotted me before. And so I was like, okay, this guy knows how to spot me. He's not going to hook and snatch it out of my hands as soon as I struggle. Cause that's super annoying. Like he's not going to be annoying. He's not going to, he's not going to try and make me do extra reps when I have a set scheme that I'm following. Like, yeah, he, he knows how to be a good spotter. Cause it's important to pick a good spotter. Anyway. I'm going for my max attempt, which is 110 pounds. He had spotted me for my set before, prior to that, just fine. So I, I hit the rep. It's a freaking grinder. Like he didn't have to help me, but I like barely made it up. Yeah. And then he goes, 
I'll get another one. And in my head, I'm like, you it's my max. There's no, I, I cannot, <laughs> I cannot, I can't I physically cannot. And, but then I'm like, there, like stuck in that position. And I'm like, I should have said no. Cause like, I know what I'm doing. So I'm like, fine, here we go. I oh, move it off of my chest because I'm like, fuck, did, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? And then he's, he's not helping me like all the way up and literally I'm like struggling because I cannot lift it oh at all. God. Like I have no energy left in me. So finally he like slowly, like fucking felt like five minutes it or whatever. <laughs> it was just like an unnecessary thing. And I'm like, we rack it and I'm literally like, fuck my shoulder feels like I have an impingement I'm like I don't need to injure myself for you and it was all I like he meant well he just didn't understand that I guess that was my max and that I did not need to go for another rep yeah considering that I barely hit the first one oh god and then he goes oh you need to push yourself Uh, I about (laughs) I was like excuse me sir what the I was like, do you think I haven't pushed myself? Why do you think I'm at this weight that I just never pushed myself and I just magically started lifting this weight? Oh, my God. Like, it was just so annoying to be like, what are you? Like, I'm sure you meant well, but it was just like, I I don't need to kill myself. You should do TikToks about that, about experiences like that. Like, and literally I left. I didn't even finish the rest of my workout because my shoulder was so fucked up after that. I'm like. I don't need to injure myself. <laughs> Mm-mm. Please That's don't. pushing yourself. Like, no, you're going to lose oh all that God. progress. Oh, yeah. God. Like, I know well, he meant well, but it was just kind of annoying. Yeah. I'm still excited for you and you're 110. So congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Also, we can cut that whole part out of the podcast. That was too much information, but I had to tell you that because. No. I will not be asking for a spot from him again. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, well, I think you want to hop into the episode. Yep. Okay. Um, so after our super long check-ins as usual, <laughs> uh, we've gotten way too comfortable with check-ins and I love it. Yeah. That um, was a really long check-in. I love it. I love it. Uh, um. so today we are talking about how to stop feeling guilty for past mistakes and, It was kind of interesting because I was, I mean, I was telling you this before we recorded, but I'm going to tell the audience too. like, it was kind of interesting as I was taking notes about this episode, um, because my brain like automatically went to things that I'm currently like guilty for, like feel guilty for like things that I'm trying to work through and not Mm -hmm. feel guilty for right now. Um, and I really like, I really had to think hard about the guilt that I'm harboring from things from the past. And I'm like, I was trying to dissect that a little bit, like trying to figure out, okay, is it like, because I've like shoved this aside and I'm just, you know, I haven't worked through it yet. Or is it because like, I don't feel guilty for things in the past. I decoded it basically. And I feel like I'm just pushing things off, but it was just, It was an interesting like thought process that I had. I don't know if you had any like struggle taking notes on this topic or anything or like anything came up, but, um, but yeah, it was just interesting because right off the bat, I was like, oh, like 
I kind of feel guilty for this and I kind of feel guilty for this. And it was things that are currently happening. Um, but it was just, I, it took some digging, I guess, to find things that I am harboring guilt from. Do you have any examples you want to share? Like that aren't too personal that you like from, are comfortable like yeah. personally now or from the past either one like now or yeah whatever like whatever you're comfortable because I know there are yeah. some things that I will not be sharing on the podcast. <laughs> um, I mean I'm sure there's things that I could think of that I don't want to share but like some of the ones that I put down for <laughs> like the things that immediately came to my head was like I I still feel guilty sometimes well I guess this is current and from the past a little, I still feel guilty sometimes for leaving Oregon. Um, Mm -hmm. because my little brothers are there. My grandparents are getting older. Like I don't see my parents as much, that kind of thing. Like there's still guilt there, even though I have flourished and blossomed and love my life here. Um, it's almost like, a like a selfish feeling a little bit sometimes where I'm like, Oh, like I moved away, like right as my grandparents are getting older and right as my brothers are growing up kind of thing. So that's probably my biggest one. Um, also most recently, um, I feel kind of guilty for feeling like I need a raise because I work in the nonprofit arena. And I feel like because I'm in the nonprofit arena, I should already expect that it's not going to pay maybe as much as like a bigger corporate job. So think about that sometimes. Um, and then this is like both past and present, but just like more general things like setting boundaries, um, with certain people prioritizing my needs over other people's. Um, and then this one is definitely deep in there. I had to dig for it, but like it's because it's uncomfortable, like still feeling hurt or harboring like resentment or anger towards someone like, or a group of people, whatever it may be like from the past. Like sometimes I feel guilty that I still feel those feelings, like however strong they are. So, um, those were some of the things that came up and, uh, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Just telling you my list. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, you don't view, you wouldn't view any of those things as mistakes though, right? Um, Or do you? Let me think on that. Uh, Definitely not leaving Oregon. Oregon was not a mistake. Um, It's more just like the, the guilty, potentially selfish thing. Um, Yeah. I think that... Let me think on that for a second, actually. What do you like? I'll think on that. I'll get back to you real quick. But like, do you do you feel like you have any mistakes like from the past that you're comfortable sharing? Mm. Um, I mean, I definitely have like that same, a similar feeling of guilt as you do about like not being near friends and family on in Oregon anymore. Yeah. But again, like I don't like you I don't think that's necessarily a mistake um I definitely have made mistakes in that in the past that I've felt guilty for Mm -hmm. but I don't really feel that way anymore I think 
within the past year, I've kind of worked through a process of like letting those things go, which we will talk about later in the episode. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to think of things right now that I feel guilty for. I guess they're not the things that I feel guilty for now aren't necessarily mistakes. They're like similar things to you of like um, feeling guilty for feeling certain ways about things like with the podcast or in my relationship. Like I won't go into details, but there's definitely like not mistakes, but just like feeling guilty because you feel a certain way and you're worried about how it's going to affect other people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Which is like a kind of a tricky situation because we should do what's best for us and what makes us feel good. Obviously take other people into consideration, but if you're super unhappy with something in your life, you're not doing anyone any favors by like forcefully like doing something that makes you feel like shit or like, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. but I'm trying to think of like, I think big I mistakes. Think I thought of some, and I think mm, some of my mistakes that I harbor guilt for still, um, are like ways that I have treated like friendships or relationships I can think of a few different people in my head and I'm obviously not going to call them out, but uh, that's awkward. But, um, but yeah. And I think the, I think the guilt almost comes in the form of like shame because I, I'm not someone who I'm not someone who like treats relationships and friendships like negatively. Like I cherish my friendships and relationships very much. Um, And I think it, I think my mistakes come from like not wanting to be a part of awkward situations. So when I feel like awkward and anxious and weird, I just, I've made mistakes in, in friendships and relationships in that regard. And it's like, I think that is a little bit, there's a little bit of a selfish twinge there because I'm like, if I, I've done things that are just convenient for me, like letting it go, leaving it be not answering someone, whatever it may be. And like, that's, it's definitely not fair. I've definitely made those mistakes. And, you know, I think if it came to something where like, I heard from that person again, for whatever reason, I don't think that I like, I think that those guilty feelings would come back. Like they pass eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's like guilt that I've really worked through very much to be honest with you. And it's kind of, it's kind of freaky. I think I was just kind of had this thought of like why we feel guilty or like why we like make mistakes. And I, I think that we make mistakes when we act in a way that probably ultimately hurts other people and potentially ourselves. But it's typically when we're acting kind of like out of alignment with who we want to be or who we think we are. I think that's exactly what it is. So we feel upset. Like we have this idea of ourselves, like we value, I'm trying to think of like big mistakes, but like, I'm just going to go with like the, um, like cheating mistake of like infidelity because I was listening to a Jordan Peterson episode earlier and he was kind of talking about this. Cause I okay. feel like, this is like a big mistake 
that people make and like don't I don't condone cheating so don't go out and cheat on your significant others <laughs> no, <laughs> like, don't do that and that's not what I'm saying but I just want to use it as an example but say you have this idea of yourself and you also you really value your relationship and you value honesty and you have these values mm-hmm. and then this is this applies to like a person who does it one time not someone who's like a serial cheater who just doesn't give a shit about other people yeah 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 but like say you maybe you don't even fully cheat you just like you start flirting with someone or you do something that's like almost like basically cheating but not fully like the full-blown act of it yeah and you feel guilty about it and then you don't feel deserving of love anymore I feel like the reason you feel so upset about it is because one you value your relationship with that person and you're hurting them Mm -hmm. two you value honesty like you're going against your values and the person you want to be and that's what makes you feel so guilty and upset and then I think a lot of people in these instances can be easy to be like I'm a bad person now now you're like you start telling yourself oh I'm I'm a bad person I'm not deserving of love like all this stuff but beating yourself up over your mistakes it doesn't even have to be as grand as something like that it can be anything really yeah. Like the way you talked to your partner one day or like the way you talked to your friend, something like that. Like beating yourself up over it isn't doing anyone any favors. It's not mm-hmm. healing the relationship. It's not healing your relationship with yourself. It's not making you feel good. Like what yeah. is it doing? <laughs> Literally think, nothing. I think you pointed to an important reminder too that like mistakes aren't like, I feel like mistake, the word mistake feels really big. Um, and that's not always the case. Like, of course you can have these like big monumental, scary mistakes that happen to everyone, by the way. Um, but mistakes can also be like really small, just like you said, like responding and yelling at your partner on accident or like, you know, you didn't, maybe you didn't think you were going to respond a certain way and it just happened. Mm -hmm. Um, or even like your parents or, or something like I, I like the, the example you gave of like talking to someone the wrong way. Cause that's, I feel like everyone can relate to that, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's so important to remember that because literally everyone makes mistakes small or large. And honestly, like even something I'm currently trying to remind myself of all the time is that like when you try to be perfect, when you're trying to hold yourself to this perfect standard, this perfect pedestal, whatever you're setting yourself up for failure, honestly, because no one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. And if you, I don't know, I feel like it's just, it's honestly a mistake to hold yourself like to that value of being perfect Mm -hmm. because you're, you're always going to feel like you're making mistakes because you can never achieve that, that goal of being perfect. Literally no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think the only time that you should beat yourself up over something, which is pretty much never, but (laughs) it's if you refuse to learn the lesson from your mistakes, because Mm -hmm. you have, when you, when you do something you regret, you have guilt over, you have two options. You can either beat yourself up over it and make it mean something about you from here on out. And that's going to affect the way you are in relationships and the way, just the way you live your life or, and it's probably going to affect it in a negative way, or you can learn a lesson from it. 
Yep. You can literally choose to learn a lesson and become better. Cause why should you be beating yourself up over a mistake that a past version of you made mm-hmm. when you could take the opportunity to learn from the mistake and by learning from it, not make the mistake again, but also like in order to learn from your mistake, you kind of have to go through this process that's not going to be super pleasant for you because you have to really, <laughs> really ask yourself difficult questions and kind of relive the experience yeah. and be brutally honest with yourself. Because generally, I feel like when you make a bigger mistake, there were a lot of little steps that led up to it that were also not the best decision making process. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to think of a, another example, but. I'm going to keep going with the Jordan B. Peterson example <laughs> of infidelity because I feel like it just like most clearly illustrates what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but essentially, like if you were going to cheat on someone, like there were probably steps that went into it before the big event. Like mm-hmm. you flirted with them a little bit when you shouldn't have. Um, You kind of like open up that space and you take baby steps to get to the big picture thing mm-hmm. that applies to anything else like when you're in an argument with someone, you don't immediately just like bust in the room and start screaming at someone in a negative way. It starts from the thoughts you're having during the argument, your body language, like leading up to the big action. So if you can kind of look at each little step that got you there and ask yourself, why, like, why did I choose to do that? Where was this mistake coming from? Like, why was I choosing it in the moment? What led me there? And that way you can kind of figure out how to avoid it and how to not do it again Yeah. and learn more about why you made the decisions you made, even if you regret it and figure out how to get yourself back on the right track Mm -hmm. and not make it again. And like once you've figured out why you did what you did and why you don't want to do it again, that I think that's important, too, is like, why was it a mistake? Yeah. What do you value more? that you like were out of alignment with basically mm-hmm. when you made that mistake and how can you honor those values and stay on track and be that person that you want to be once you've learned those lessons and you're like okay I know why I'm not going to do this again let it go like at that point there's nothing else to do yeah aside from maybe apologize make amends with people whatever but there's nothing else you can do except be better than you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And reliving the experience after that isn't going to do you any favors. Yeah, completely. And I think that that's like that's where people get stuck is like wallowing in this mistake that you made and mm-hmm. like never moving forward from it. Because it's just like, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship with like forgiveness. So I don't want to talk too much to that. But I think it's similar to that because it's like, you know, you're told like if you're if you're harboring this resentment towards someone like who's who's being affected by that you are. So it would be easier to just let it go. Um, Mm -hmm. But I heard this quote that I really, really liked and basically said, like. Your worst, the worst mistake that you'll make is one that you've made before and that like. Mm -hmm blew my mind to pieces because it's, it's so true. It's just very simply put. And I like that. Um, because if, if you're going to make a mistake and you're not going to learn from it and you're just going to do it again later, like 
that second mistake is worse than the first because Mm -hmm. you had a lesson right in front of you to take with you and learn from, and you didn't take it. So it's going to happen to you again. Um, and I was actually thinking as you were talking too about, I think a personal, a personal mistake I can think of is, um, hiding the fact that I dropped out of college from my family and like pretending like I was still going for like a year. And that sounds Mm -hmm. insane. Uh, and it was insane. It was like so (laughs) stupid that I did that. Um, I, I still feel a little guilt about it sometimes because my, especially with my dad, my dad and I have always been like very truthful to each other. There's never anything like we ever hide. And that was like a big thing that I hid from him. And I just felt like, so there was so much guilt in so many different areas. I was feeling guilty about quitting. I was feeling guilty about dropping out. I was feeling guilty about lying about it, all these things. Um, And I mean, I eventually started to move past it. And like, I, I haven't hit anything from my dad since then. Like it was definitely like the lesson I learned it for sure. Um, but just the feeling that I even did that in the first place, like just what you were talking about, it, it was against my values. It was against like the, the relationship that I had with my dad have with my dad. Um, And so, yeah, it just like gave me like weird feelings because like, why would I do that? Why did I feel like I had to do that? Um, Mm -hmm. It's just so silly. Um, But I was going to say too, I think before, I think there's like a few steps like you were talking about before you're able to like reflect and learn from your mistake and like eventually forgive yourself for this mistake. I think it really starts with like just accepting that that mistake happened and like Mm -hmm. it's okay and it's not the end of the world because I feel like sometimes it feels better to avoid that you made the mistake in the first place and it feels Mm -hmm. more comfortable to just avoid thinking about the fact that it happened um, or how it affected your life or how it affected the people involved whatever it may be um But I think that something that sounded really helpful, I haven't done it personally. I'm curious if you have, but like writing out the mistake in great detail and it kind of points to what you were talking about, about like living, you have to relive the mistake in order to basically heal from it and like heal the guilt that you feel. But I had never, I don't know, I I never really immediately go to writing it out, but I also never like, I don't know when you feel guilty about a mistake, I don't necessarily want to like tell someone that I made this mistake and I feel guilty about it. Like I don't really want to verbalize it. So why not Mm -hmm. write it out? Cause it's a little more personal to you. It's a little more like for your eyes only kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I, I think I want to try to do that, but is there, are there any, like, do you have any practices that you've done before, like around guilt or like moving through it, or is it kind of like time will heal all kind of thing for you? I think it's more of kind of just the way I like work through it or think through it in my mind. And sometimes I'll like write things down just to like get them out, but I don't really like 
write it down like the whole scenario in like great detail yeah it's more of like my feelings or like why it's like working through why I feel that way kind of how I said earlier Mm -hmm. but I kind of have I have two points or like one point I guess basically is I wanted to make the point that you don't need everybody else's forgiveness in the situation to forgive yourself I think that's really important because 100% in some scenarios you might have done something with someone and they maybe they forgive you but like the relationship is over yeah you don't need them to tell you that it's okay because maybe it's never going to be okay to learn the lesson forgive yourself and move on like you just because someone else is done with that version of you doesn't mean you have to hold that version of you that made that mistake with you forever feel guilty about it because they didn't give you the forgiveness you were wanting it's totally totally okay for them to not want you in your life their life anymore or I mean if you're the person who's been hurt by someone like that's okay too um I feel like because I feel like it can be easy to tie forgiving yourself to if someone else forgives you for the thing that you did Right. And it's important to not do that because you're probably not going to get the answer you want. And in some cases, I'm going to use this example. I in like social situations, I used to feel really, really guilty if I talked too much. Mm, Like if we're especially if like drinking was involved because I get super chatty (laughs) when I'm drinking. Yeah. And which I do most of the time anyway. I mean, we have a literal podcast. Yep. But. I used to feel really guilty or I would I would just like feel guilty about things I said, even though none of it was like rude or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, like that's cringy almost. And I would feel guilty about it. And there was no one there to like reassure me because I wouldn't express that like, oh, I guys, I talked too much yesterday. That was probably so annoying. I wouldn't express it to people. Mm-hmm. So there was no one to like forgive me for the thing. There was no one there. I so I kind of had to work through it myself and I would was like, so why do I feel bad for talking a lot? Yeah. Like it was something that I had to That's figure so out and work through myself. And there was no one there to forgive me except myself. So there's also mm-hmm. scenarios where you don't need validation from someone else that what you did was right or wrong, like in order to move through something and stop feeling guilty about it. I really, I really like that. I think if I had heard that from a person or a book or a podcast or something that like, basically you forgiving yourself can be just as powerful, if not more powerful than someone else forgiving you. I think I definitely needed that message when I was younger. (laughs) It's two separate things. Yeah. Your forgiveness to yourself is not reliant on someone else. Yeah. That's and so I, important. And and I don't think I think about that enough in my day-to-day life either. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I definitely needed that when I was younger, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also something like a practice that I saw that I really liked too. Um, and it kind of goes along with forgiving yourself. Like for one, forgiving yourself is like taking back control of your life almost like you can't allow your mistake to control your life. Um, and an exercise in order to help that process that I saw that was really cool was, um, making a list of things that you've done well, or like things that like, 
I don't know, maybe it can be something as little as I, like I communicated my feelings to a partner, even though they were negative and it like, it could have potentially, you know, created an awkward situation, but I did it anyway. And that's a good thing. And maybe that feels small for someone, but maybe that feels monumental for some other people. Um, but like making note of things that you've done right when you could have easily like thrown away your values and done something that you felt like it was a mistake later. Like it's very easy to do that for any situation with any person. But if you're choosing to, I I guess, do the right thing um, and, you know, write that down to be able to look at it later and be like, okay, well, I am not my mistake. I am all of these things that I've done well and that I've exceeded at, whether it's like relationship with yourself, relationships with others. Um, I don't know, moral situations, literally anything in your life, have a, have a list that you can look to. And just as a little reminder from yourself to yourself that, Hey, give yourself a little forgiveness because look at all these things that you've done well. Mm -hmm. I think it's really powerful too. If you look at it from a perspective of what would I think if my friend came to me with this same thing, because totally, if you come to me and you're like, Hey, I made this mistake. I feel super guilty about it. We're so quick to judge ourselves and look at one thing that we do wrong and make it mean something bad about our entire character. But Mm -hmm. when your friend comes to you with something, what are you going to judge them based on? 90% of the time, 95, 99% of the time, they have characteristics that are admirable. And you obviously love your friend, your family member, whoever it is. And they come to you with one thing. You don't take that one thing and make it define the entire rest of their personality and deem them as a shitty person because they made this mistake exactly like most of the time we overhype our own mistakes which maybe this doesn't apply to everyone if you're some sort of narcissist please (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) um I feel like we are really hard on ourselves and when we make a mistake we we apply it to just our entire personality and our identity Mm -hmm. But if you look at yourself with the same amount of compassion that you would look at your best friend or your little brother or whoever, then it's easier to forgive yourself because you are not just one thing that you did. Yeah. Like, look at the greater sum, like you were saying. You've done way, you know, like everyone's like, oh, you'll get your karma. It's like, but most of the time you've done so much good in your life and mm-hmm. made the right decision so many more times and then you make this one mistake and it seems to like erase everything yeah it's just interesting how we're so quick to like like a mistake weighs so much more than all the good you do it's it's interesting that we think that way I don't know yeah you could do a million good things and then the second that you do a a kind of bad thing or make like a small mistake or a large mistake like it's just like those good things never happened and you're right, especially with ourselves, like you could, I, I could personally help you with a mistake and there would be like zero judgment there ever. But the second that I do it, regardless of like, that's the thing. Cause it's regardless of, you know, whether you forgive my mistake or not, it's that like personal forgiveness and the, those personal feelings towards this mistake that n- usually need to be worked through because you could have 
you know, a million people telling you that you're like, they forgive your mistake or a million people like, I don't know, in terms of like body image or something, like you could have a million people like telling you that, like, you know, you, you look wonderful, you look healthy, you look happy, all these things. But if you're not feeling that inside, it's not, you're not going to take it to heart. And I think that's kind of similar with mistakes. And it depends on who's telling you that. Cause a lot of people, like how many people in your life can you count on you count on to tell you the actual truth versus what you want to hear? Like we've yep. talked about in a lot of episodes, like someone, most of the time you go up to someone, you're like, even if you actually do look like shit, they're not going to tell you that you look like crap. Who in their right mind is going to be like, yes, you look so bad today. You're right. you're <laughs> absolute worst. Like, no. So, yep. so I feel like when you're seeking validation, it can be easy to write it off as like, oh, they're just saying it because it's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. If those are the types of people you surround yourself with. And I'm not saying that's bad. We all have relationships in our life where that's just the level of communication we have because our relationship isn't just isn't that deep or like there's not enough trust in that relationship to be like totally 100% honest all the time there's a Mm -hmm. time and place to be 100% honest yeah (laughs) and so it's so easy to like not believe what everyone else is saying so really it it comes down to you have to trust yourself Mm -hmm. and not rely so much on the validation of everybody else yeah I couldn't agree more I, I wanted to say too something that I just realized that we hadn't mentioned yet that I'm kind of surprised at is like, what we're talking about is feeling guilty for past mistakes and like the bottom line, like, unless it's a mistake that, you know, has continuous effects, like to this day, that shit is in the past. Like you're harboring feelings from something that happened in the past and that can't be changed. It's already happened. Like you have to, you have to move forward. You have to look forward, um, at how you're going to continue to live the rest of your life. And like I said, just to reiterate, like it's different if this is a mistake that you've made that you're still feeling guilty about in the past, that's continued to have effects until your life currently right now. But Otherwise, like if you're, if you're feeling guilty for those things that have already happened, like for instance, with my thing with, you know, pretending I was still in college for a year, like that happened in the past. I can't change that. Like the only thing that literally is left from that situation are feelings. That's it. Mm -hmm. And you need to move through those feelings in order to move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it also comes back to controlling your thoughts and like the way you think about things, because sometimes you just have to stop thinking about it and like kind of because I feel like there are some cases where you just have to let time pass and like stop thinking about it and stop beating a dead horse, essentially. Yeah. Like you have to just you literally have to be like, I made a mistake. I learned my lesson. I know what I value now. That's what I'm moving towards. And I'm going to stop thinking about this because I'm not doing myself any favors by thinking thoughts that make me feel like crap over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Kind of yeah. like that whole thing where it's like um, a feeling lasts seven seconds unless you feed it with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop feeding it with your thoughts, which is really hard, yeah. but you can do it. <laughs> well, and another thing too, like 
stop letting people like continue to make you feel bad for mistakes that you've made, like past mistakes, like whoever it is, like you sure a mistake was made. If you've talked about it, if you've moved through it, like whatever it may be, stop letting them make you feel fucking bad about it. Cause it's not fair. Like it's not to anyone to, to them because they're like, they're also holding on to like whatever anger and resentment you can't control that, but you can control allowing that person to make you feel like shit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And set a boundary, set Set a boundary. boundary. Yes. If they keep bringing it up. I mean, sometimes you just have to say, Hey, like, I've, I've told you, you know, I'm sorry about this. I've apologized. I've learned my lesson. I'm trying to move on from this. I get that it hurt you. If you cannot move on from this and you keep bringing it up, maybe this isn't a relationship that can continue or, you know, because you cannot keep staying in a relationship where someone is constantly making you feel bad about past mistakes. Mm-hmm. If they can't get over it, like that really sucks for both parties, but it's not fair for them to keep holding it over your head unless of course you keep making the same freaking mistake then by all means yeah, yeah. but at that point like just move on you just guys move on yeah at you need to separate um, at that point is helping no one for real <laughs> but yeah but just like set the boundary and just mm-hmm. you know like have the conversation maybe you know ask them like is there something i can do for us help you work through this and move on from it or is this something that just we can't move on from in this relationship friendship whatever it is needs to we need to take a break from it whatever yeah so yeah I can agree more I like (laughs) I like this like I don't know I feel like it we hit so many points that I didn't even have written down like so many things came to my mind as we were talking about this that I didn't even feel like were as relevant as they are (laughs) like yeah I kind of got hit over the head with like a few things that I'll definitely be thinking about later um do you have any closing thoughts though I don't want to like cut you off if you had more no I emptied the full contents of my brain (laughs) out I don't have anything left to give good well um as like a closing thought just a reminder um everyone makes mistakes and nobody is perfect. Everybody has bad days. <laughs> yes. Oh, we should put that. Oh my God. We should put that in a reel and do a Hannah Montana reel. Everybody yes. makes mistakes, bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I hope we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode uh, and took some things from it. Definitely let us know what you think. Um, drop us a review if you feel like it on Apple podcasts. Um, rate us on Spotify. If you feel like it, tag us in a story, shoot us a comment, shoot us a DM, something like that. We definitely want to hear from you guys. We love to interact with you guys. Um, yeah. Anything else? Not a thing. Um, I don't know. Have a good week. Happy Monday. Um, stay positive, get that bag. Oh yeah. And obviously Instagram, hello, next level pod, uh, TikTok, hello, next level pod. You guys know these things. Um, the link in our bio has a bunch of fun stuff. Our highlights have a bunch of fun stuff and yeah, just, um, just keep hanging out. We hope you guys liked it and we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. So have a good week. 
Bye. Bye.